But what can I say about 2022 in the markets? It's been completely volatile and clients are asking about whether they're taking too much risk. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about volatility and risk and how to manage them during uncertain times. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances. That's Mo Param's job here because that's what he gets into every week. You know, looking at a different uh, subject area in the in the financial universe and, and yeah, untangling it for us as they do for their clients in their financial life at CloudVestors. Check out the website, cloudvestors.com. CloudVestors is a fiduciary firm, and they're all about their clients uh, and getting them through their financial lives in a fiduciary manner and acting in their best interest, their best financial interest. Mo, hello. Dave, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful, wonderful Um. I uh, tell you, you you laid it out for what we've gone through in 2022. Let's set this up like this. In this corner, we have <laughs> volatility. And in this corner, we have risk. Gentlemen. Yes, go at it. <laughs> no, no, no hitting below the belt. No, I mean, so we are going to break down volatility and risk. We've certainly had and seen plenty of volatility in 2022. But um, with volatility, I guess risk just kind of goes along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the other way around, right? Sometimes with risk, uh, you define your risk by, you know, what we're seeing in the markets. Because clients' risk tolerance changes throughout the, you know, sometimes throughout the year, but definitely throughout the seasons of their lives. So yeah, some people get them confused, right? They think of, oh my gosh, it's the stock market's too risky. And the reason they say that is because they're seeing the movements, the up and downs. Uh, but that's really just more volatility. What's the uh, simplest the, way to define volatility? Is it just the ups and downs, extreme ups and downs we've seen this year? Yeah, volatility is really the movement of the market, right? Primarily the downturns, right? Um, so meaning that, you know, if you look at the market this year, like the S&P 500, for instance, year to date, it's down, I believe, double digits at this point, right? So mm -hmm. that means that if you are invested in the S&P 500, you've probably lost about 10% of your assets. And so S&P has performed so well for so long, right? It has. It has. If you're a growth investor, that's one of the benchmarks, primarily the, the benchmark that most people use to gauge their success. Right. So when they say, uh, well, how am I doing in the market? Well, you need to know you need to have some type of point of reference to 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 measure yourself against. Right. To see if you're doing bad or if you're doing well. And so if you're a growth investor, the S&P has been kind of that go to staple of, of a of a benchmark to to um, compare your investments with so over time yeah, historically it's been a it's been a, a a good place to put your money to mm -hmm. money towards if you are you know if you're a growth investor but even then it, it's if you really charted the the s p it, it's not a straight line moving forward right there are ups and downs in the market and that's volatility and volatility doesn't go away it, it, if you're investing you will you will see volatility in the markets. It's just the the name of the game. You know, um, it's like everything else. It's like you know, it, and the 
for instance, it's like in, no longer do we have a hurricane. We have a, a cat five or, you know, tornadoes roll through. It's like everything. My point is, it seems like everything these days is to the extreme. And I wasn't <laughs> a student of Wall Street as much, you know, back uh, a couple of decades or more ago. But in my mind, at least, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, my perception of the performance of Wall Street then was, yes, there were ups and downs, but not to the extreme levels that we see now. Is that is that close to true? Uh, I would say that there is what we've seen recently is there's just there's just more money in the market. Okay, right? there's more money in the no market. No doubt about that. There is there's more people investing. Well, it is so much higher, so I guess it would be more ex- extreme drops right. and more extreme drops, and more companies are that have been established and. Um, we've seen the, the, the value of companies skyrocket. I mean, could you have imagined, I don't know, call it 10 years ago. Well, no, let's say call it 20 years ago mm-hmm. that there'd be a company worth a trillion dollars. Right. Right. And maybe there would be just one company worth a trillion, but soon there may be multiple companies that are worth trillions of dollars. How about people being close to that? people right <laughs> right uh, I mean, and then you know and then 20 years ago the the outlets right the news outlets the media outlets aren't as much as they are today right? also so even true if, so even if there were these type of major swings right you had to look at your local newspaper and that's probably it a but very you have good point yeah you have your your hundred different news channels on your cable uh on your streaming sites right so many emails you're getting uh, so yeah, so so maybe that's just the news. The noise is just is just louder. Now. Well, that's true. And another thing too, and this is really to the point you made. Um, we're recording on April 29th, and I think it was what is it? That one day last week, the Dow dropped more than a thousand, um, more than a thousand points. One day last yeah, it was, week, uh, it went down to a little, just close to a thousand. Um, this past week, we saw one of the, the, the biggest one day losses since 2020. Um, and, and it was, it, this was a bad, this was a bad week. Um, and April really has been a, a really bad month, uh, because in, in March, right after the feds, um, finally decided or finally, uh, yeah, finally decided that they were going to raise interest rates. We saw a a small rally about a it was almost about a week week and a half almost two week rally where all of a sudden the market started to kind of bring itself back up you know try to climb up from the the seller that it was in and that was good news right i mean it, yeah. it was positive you know maybe we're getting closer to being you know out of these out of these choppy waters but then right up, literally as uh, the end of March came around, beginning of April, we started to see the market started, started to decline again. Well, and in some aspects, it's hit worse. It, it's, it hit lower points than it did throughout the year. And I'm not trying to downplay that we've seen a rocky year, but I will say just to say that my perception was flawed somewhat. And what I said about the extremes now, because I pull this up now, the Dow is, for instance, just looking at the Dow, it's at 33,000 today in 1988, it was at 2000. (laughs) So if we'd had a thousand point drop in 1988, yes, it would have been Armageddon, Armageddon. (laughs) 50% (laughs) drop in one day. So, yeah, but still, it is a wild year. So, well, all right. So 
we're definitely in volatile times. So let me just ask, I'm just trying to clarify things in my mind. Let's say pre-COVID, uh, 2019, mm-hmm. no, was there anything close to volatility that year? I know we were still on that bull run. Uh, close to what we're seeing now, no. So, um, okay. You think about the year of tw- well, the year 2019? You know, I'm just trying to look at the times. I know we you, obviously you always have ups and downs, but you certainly wouldn't have called that a year of volatility where you would no, call I mean, 2022 a year of volatility. Yeah, no. 20 so 2019 uh the S&P was uh positive I want to say it was up about 30%. Right? If you think about just the year that we <laughs> The, the the since the since the Great Recession yes uh, so that's two thousand eight right mm-hmm. climbing our way through two thousand nine we've seen a historic bull market absolutely I mean the market was has been on fire and yes there there were some times where uh, there was volatility what well, is always volatility but but major volatility in the sense of where it was on everyone's mind right we had news like uh, Brexit. That, yeah, that made people a little concerned, right? What's going to happen with the European Union? Um, how is that going to impact globally? So that there, you did see some seasons of some levels of volatility mm-hmm. there. Uh, if you look at the end of 2018, well, that's when, if you remember, there were a lot of tariff talks, trade wars, if you want to call yeah. it, um, uh, with with the U.S. and China. So the last quarter of 2018, literally erased all of the gains in the market um, just that last quarter. But then it so the bounced answer, back again, right? It, it bounced back the following year, right? So you had a you know, quarter where it, was, where it was a little like, ugh, like, you know, pain gut-wrenching <laughs> to, see your, to see your accounts go down, but literally turned right back around starting January and, and, it, and it hit the road running. And then even to, to start 2020, market seemed good. I mean, there was... There was no reason for for us to see um, a slowdown in the market, and then COVID hit. Yeah, and then the S and P, everything else just went down. Uh, but then a rally came right behind it, to the point where the S and P at that point uh, in twenty twenty was positive double digits. Yeah, it's crazy. It came right back quickly. Came, came right back. Well, now that we're definitely seeing some, what it looks like it's kind of settled in, maybe. Would you say that, I guess, first? Would you say this volatility is kind of settled in for a minute? <laughs> um, I would say that it is settled in the sense of it's here. And we're, we're, it, it's not, it hasn't reached, in my opinion, right? It's, it's, I think it's there's still more volatile volatility ahead. Just to be honest, right? I'm not I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, right? But if you just think about what's going on, I mean, we we have rising and we're coming off such a low interest rate environment that uh, it's almost like a ha- perfect we, storm, isn't it? We had know? to. It's like a perfect storm, right? We had to increase. We had to raise interest rates at some point, right? It, it couldn't be at such low numbers forever. But then it comes with. Um, uh, higher inflation and rising inflation. So all of a sudden, you know, the one of the, one of the measures that the government can do to to temper uh, inflation is to is to raise interest rates. And so, as much as it may not feel great, looking at your your statements and seeing that and seeing your performance in some areas, things 
interest rates need to be raised, right? It just had to be done. Yeah. Uh, but, but but with these rising inflation numbers, now we're seeing, do we have to raise interest rates even more and faster? That that's where the perfect storm comes in. It's, you know, it reminds me of like the late 70s, but instead of in the late 70s and early 80s, we were coming out of disco. Now we're coming out of a worldwide pandemic, which right. I don't know if that doesn't exacerbate the situation. It does. I mean, if you think about one the why are one reason, right? One simple reason why inflation is a little higher than is 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 high. I won't say a little high. It's high. Well, they, we have we had a supply chain issue, so we had a lot of companies that uh, their products were just sitting on ports, waiting to be shipped and couldn't be shipped. Yeah. And so, well, what do you do as a company? Well, you, you have to raise prices in order to make up for the lack of sales because your products are just floating around the sea. So the, so now that that is slowly starting to you know work its way out, but that's going to take some time, right? So companies are are some companies are are raising their their prices to keep to to make up for that. Um, cost of food is going up, right? Why? Well, some restaurants if they need to get fresh vegetables, well, the cost of getting of, of transporting your vegetables from the Midwest to the East coast because the gas prices going up is going up. All right. So what do you do as a, as a farmer? Well, you pass on the buck, you mm-hmm. just keep passing on the buck until it finally hits the consumer's pocket. I always feel like Truman in that case, because I feel like the buck stops at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how anybody to pass it on to. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so what I say, so what I'm saying with, with volatility, um, uh, what's the phrase you use? It's here. It's here. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's going away Well, for some time. Yeah, Like, has it settled in? So, okay, let's look at how you help your clients. I guess the second segment, we can look at more of the risk, but let's close out this first part of, of the uh, podcast today with when time in times of volatility, is it just don't panic, ride it out. Don't make any knee jerk moves here. Yes, when it comes to just volatility, just looking, and, and, and then because in a second segment we'll talk about risk. But when it's when it's just about volatility, don't panic, don't freak out. Um, you know, inform yourself, get informed, be informed, but don't panic. Don't uh, don't be too emo- or don't make too much emotional moves just based off volatility, because if you're going to invest. In the market, you just have to understand that there will be volatile times, not just today, not just tomorrow, but as long as there's a stock market, Mm -hmm. there will be volatile times. Nature of the beast. It's just the nature of the beast. Okay, well, let's take a quick, this is a good point to take a very quick break here, but we'll look at risk and uh, good fiduciary suggestions that you would get. An example of that, uh, when you have that relationship with cloud investors involving risk now in these times of volatility, that's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com 
That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloudvestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. We're back. It's your finances untangled. And yes, visit that website, cloudvestors.com. Not only can you learn more about Cloudvestors, it's your portal to establishing that relationship with them. And who is, who is, who are they? I was going to say, who is them? <laughs> who are they? <laughs> They're humans. This is not robo advising. It's just, it's the, it's the convenience of virtual planning. I've said it here before because I learned the history of, of uh, cloud investors. It was born out of clients desire to maintain that financial relationship uh, with the company, and it was from so from the their brick and mortar firm, which still exists, Cloudvestors was born, and there it is, Cloudvestors.com. We're looking at these volatile times that we're in now, and uh, we we talked a lot about volatility, and Mo did a great job explaining why we're here now and how it compares to other times of volatility, and certainly pointing out that it is the nature of the beast of the markets. There there will be volatility. With that, you you look at risk, and so. Definitely say, as opposed to 2019, um, we just used that year as an example. We were still in the big bull run. Um, and I've heard people say, you know, back then a ham sandwich could have given you good advice. But oh, yeah. now it's a little bit trickier, isn't it? Navigating it is. these waters. It is. And it's funny. If, if you, I, I remember having conversations around 2015, 2016. And people kept saying, um, and then when I say people, I mean like uh, money managers that I work with. Um, you know, I, could, I do a lot of conferences. A lot of investors were saying this run can't happen, can't keep continuing. There's got to be a pullback. There right. has to be a pullback at some point. And then we just kept chugging along, right? 2015, 2016, 2017, yeah. 2018. No pullbacks, no pullbacks. And then, you know, um, like you said before, perfect storm. Here we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but but risk, right? This is so that so we talked about volatility because volatility is always going to be there. But now the question is, what do you do with this volatility? And now now we start to ask ourselves, what is my ability to absorb risk? And I think where you were saying portfolio? earlier to to don't panic in volatility, you weren't saying don't be strategic. Right, right. Don't cover. Don't close. Don't have a blind eye to it. But the question is, just because there's volatility in the market doesn't mean for you to automatically start to sell, right? Oh my gosh, the market is is down ten percent. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, this is good. This is completely going to impact me in a negative way. So let me just sell and move my money somewhere else, right? Without even understanding the the concept of risk. And now the concept of risk is how much how much measure of that volatility at the end of the day can you can you absorb? Right. What is this volatility actually doing to your plan? Right. Um, because if 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 you can if you can manage that risk or manage that volatility, then you don't have to necessarily panic. Right. That's why we have 
plans. That's why we create financial plans for clients because part of the plan looks at your forecast, your, your future moving forward financially, and we can suppress it and put different measures inside and say, well, what happens to your, uh, to your accounts? What happens to your account long-term if we see a 20% drop in the market and, and, and start to essentially stress test your financial plan and see if you can, if your plan can handle the volatility and if it can handle the volatility, then technically you can handle the risk. But if your plan can't manage that volatility, yeah. then you cannot Makes manage sense. the risk. Makes sense. How do you navigate? How strong is your ship in the rough waters? You know, on the subject of diversification, you and I were talking uh, before we started recording the podcast today about a suggestion that you made that's the perfect example of something that I asked you to explain a couple of podcasts ago, and that is what is a fiduciary duty. This is a, this this one suggestion you said you had for a client is a perfect example of your acting in a fiduciary manner, and that is you suggested I bonds. Right. So, um, you know, so the volatility in the market can be, um, you could be a half glass full person or a, what, a half glass empty. Yeah. Right. And so what I mean by that is revisionist history says, well, I forget revisionist history. We've all heard the term buy low, sell high. Right. Well, mm-hmm. what, is, what does that mean? That means you have to buy when the market is down and sell when the market's up. That makes sense. And some people understand that. But. For you to buy when it's low, that means the market is down. And that means you have to f- be able to part your part ways with your money to invest when the market is down. And theoretically, theoretically, that makes sense. But emotionally, was that when we say, were talking about that pool thing you wanted to buy? Oh, no, this we're on I-bonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We were talking about an That's expensive just, pool I, maintenance I, thing. That, pool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, so theoretically, that, that's that's what you know you would, you would do, right? Buy low. Yeah. Sell high. But you'd have to emotionally be able to prepare to separate yourself with your money when the market is down, right? And some, that's a hard shift for some people to consistently understand. So anyway, going back to what I've recommended with the clients, so we had some, we have clients that still want to invest, still want to put money into the market, but are looking for a strategic way to have their money grow in today's environment with high interest rates, high inflation. So their I bonds are are issued by the government, right? So as an advisor, I cannot provide that to my client, but these I bonds currently, as of April 29th are offering a 7% guaranteed interest rate for the next six months. Wow. Next six months. Right. It's huge. That's huge. That's that's, that's huge, right? It's temporary, but it's huge. What would happen after six months? I mean, what? uh, If you keep your bond, then it's whatever the new rate is, right? So the rates are, are, uh, sorry, 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 take take a step back. The the 7% interest rate that you're getting now, if if you buy your bond between now and uh, basically today, right? Because it's basically the last day of April. Uh-huh. Um, it's seven percent for the year. Oh, for the year. Okay, for Sorry. a twelve month period. Okay. Gotcha. But new rates are, or uh, new bonds are issued every six months, and these new and whenever new bonds are issued, you get a new interest rate. Okay. 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 So, if you wanted to do another tranche of the these I bonds, um, 
there's talks that the rates that are going to be released next month may go as high as even 9%. Wow. And it's guaranteed. That is insane. Right. Now, there's limitations to how much you can invest, right? Uh, you can invest, uh, I believe it's $10,000. Uh, and then you could put, you know, you could put another 5000 depending on the type of bond. So call it maximizing like fifteen grand is the most you can put. Which is good. You don't want to put everything in basis. anything, right? You know? <laughs> you right. Know? And, and, and also the government doesn't want to, you know, Guarantee nine 9% 9% on a million bucks, right? <laughs> right. They're, they're not, they're not, they don't want to do that. Get Peter Thiel on the phone. Maybe he can figure out a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, put his five put his five billion dollar Roth into a, into an iBond. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we talked about uh, but, that last podcast. But yeah, that's part of the fiduciary, right? If you're if your advisor in today's world, where you know I'm looking at literally looking at the the stock the the U.S. bond market right now is down 9%. The bond market is down it's 9%. It's down 9 but you can get a guaranteed 9 But you can get a guaranteed, you know, 7 right now. Or 7 now, right. Bond. Yeah. But, they, but there's talks that, that next is. month when the new rates are released for the new tranches of bonds, it might go up to, to 9%. Yeah. Wow. Guaranteed. So, right, I, so, and that, so that's, that's my point. That's, because- that's part of being the fiduciary. Is we're, 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 we're looking at all areas of, of places for our, for our clients money to be, to, yeah. be, to work for them. Well, what are some other examples uh, of you making recommendations to maybe at times of high volatility and risk to go a little safer? You know, in, in all of our pod, well, not all of our, in an earlier podcast, we, I, when clients, when we, we've talked about how we structure our clients assets, we talk about, I've talked about smart, safe and smart risk, right? Money that's safe. Um, and safe can have some level of guarantees, predictable, uh, predictable returns, and shielded from market volatility. So, depending on what season of life you're in, uh, we've you know recommended fixed indexed annuities for clients. Yeah, and uh, why? Because literally, um, you cannot lose money. There, you, you have completely eliminated the downside protection. I'm sorry, you completely eliminated the downside volatility in the market. You cannot lose money in this account. Uh, but for that trade-off, you know, you kind of limit the upside potential. A little bit, is, yeah, you do. It's a give right? and take, right? If you're, yeah. you're going to literally strip the downside of volatility, then, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? So yeah. they limit the upside potential. That's upside a great potential. example of going safer, yeah. But it allows you to have some aspects of your, of your some portions of your money that's quote-unquote safe. Mm-hmm. And then diversification, just literally diversifying, right? Not all stocks are bad. What is the confusion people have in thinking they're diversified when they're not, though? So some confusions I see, I'll look at someone's statement, and they'll have 20 different mutual funds or 20 different ETFs. And they're literally the exact same thing in the sense of, well, I have a U.S. growth ETF, I have a U.S. growth um, ETF, uh, I have a U.S. growth ETF too. It just has a different name. I have a a, a Vanguard growth ETF. I have a T Rowe Price growth ETF because you know Vanguard and T Rowe Price are completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's diversification. And you start looking at it, and you're like, dude, you have twenty <laughs> of the same exact funds. You have just to say, dude, just, when you're telling them that too. You have I do to say that. 
male or female. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a human approach, right? Human and uh, 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 you gotta have some humility, not humility, have some fun with with uh, well, work, yeah. Right? Anyway, and, and and client relationships, right? You gotta have some fun here and there. Mm-hmm. But literally, you, you look at your, so the confusion is that you have 10, 20, 30 different types of uh, investments in your portfolio and you think you're being diversified. Well, not 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 really, right? If if all of your funds, for instance, there's a correlation, um, now I'm getting kind of geeky, but there's a correlation matrix when you look at uh, investments <laughs> and literally you can just see how the how your assets move in different market conditions. So if the market is going up, we can literally see how your portfolio is going to move if the market goes up. Okay. And if the market goes down, we can see how your portfolio will be impacted by it. Well, if everything is so correlated, meaning that they move in the exact same direction, that's fine when the market is rocking and rolling, right? Mm-hmm. That means everything's going up. But the, but if but if everything's going up at the same speed, that means that everything's going to go down at the same right. speed. Right. So there is no there's no true diversification in that just by having ten different mutual funds. But if ten different of all ten of those are literally the exact same thing, uh, just with different titles, that's not that's not diversification. That's not diversification. So you you should look at you know growth value. You want to look at some international. You want to maybe look at some dividends, right? Dividend performing equities. Um, those are that's diversified, right? Uh, a dividend portfolio in this world in this climate is, I don't want to use the word beautiful, but it is it's strong. Mm-hmm. And some of the portfolios, our dividend portfolios that we've um, have some of our clients in, is positive for the year. Wow, you don't see positive. a lot of that. You don't see a lot of that. Um, now that, that's true diversification, right? But now yeah. in 2020, a dividend structure wasn't that great because, um, 2020, think about COVID, right? Yeah. Dividends are a return of, of, of kind of like a profit, right? So companies are giving you income for investing with them. Well, 2020 companies were shut down. A lot of profit. Not a lot of profit. Uh, companies kind of uh, suspended dividends because they wanted to kind of keep things afloat, wanted to keep jobs, right? So they suspended dividends. So dividend investing in 2022 wasn't real. Oh, sorry, 2020 well, wasn't really that great, mm-hmm. right? But again, that's part of the diversification because in 2022, it's it's looking like a rock star right now. Yeah. Wow. You know, so in the story, I know, again, I I keep referencing past podcasts, but I know it wasn't that long ago that you were talking about clients saying, I just want to take everything out. Let's go all cash. And and I think that was in another way you were describing how to be a fiduciary. You were saying if someone said that your fiduciary duty would be to try to steer them from that. Uh, So you're not saying get out of the game. You're saying, look at how you're going to play the game now, how you need to play the game now. Right, right. It's not get out of the game. It's it's understanding what's presented in front of you and how to navigate it. I hope that you have a great weekend. I do thank you for the information again. And for you listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening and spread the word on this and share and like, rate, subscribe. All those things that you're we're supposed to say for you to do. We really want you to do that. But uh, Mo, we'll talk again next week. 
That's right. That's right. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Right here, your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.